Welcome back to the Too Much Podcast presented by BioSteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Tonight, uh, Phil Stockley's with me. Philadelphia, how's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. You know, busy, busy weekend here with uh, kids and family and hockey and ball hockey. The the old the oldest guy had uh, for fun game with these uh, like a year end thing with his uh, team at West Edmonton Mall. By the way, I hate that mall. And uh, and then yeah, tonight the uh, too much ball hockey team uh, went crashing out of the playoffs. So I don't know how are you doing, buddy. Yeah, I would say a little bit frustrated with the ball hockey thing. Um, you know, just, uh, just especially with like, I don't know, man. I, I just, it is a, it's a love hate situation. Like I love what Steve Weber does there. And I know, uh, in Gabe Nader, they're, you know, what they're doing with, uh, that league. Um, you know, and obviously those guys are great people and they've been great to me, but, uh, yeah, the refing in that league is atrocious. Um, you know, it's kind of bad when you only really have like maybe three good refs, you know, Sam's a good ref, uh, guy's a good ref and Jimmy's a good ref. But after that, man, it's like these, all these other guys are just, they're, they're, they're horrendous, man. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'll be pretty hard on it, but it's it's. Uh, I know, as they say, it's losers lament. But straight up, man, these last two games, like, were um, you know dictated by ref by refs. And it doesn't help when you play another team, or the sorry, the team you're playing against is uh, is was you know two or three refs there, and you know the calls are like one sided, and you know I scored a goal, and the guys like the ref is like the ref that's supposed to be the, the, the refs were the only two who didn't see that, that ball go in the net. Yeah, you know, even the other team was saying like, yeah, that was a goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody on the bench was like, yeah, that was a goal. Yeah. And it's kind of just funny that the only two eyes that two sets of eyes that don't see the ball go in the net are the refs. Like, I don't know. What are you watching? Right. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. And then obviously we had one towards the end there and, and it, it went, it went in and they're like, it, yeah. It's so it's just like, you know, the penalties are, it's a tough job. It is a tough job. It is. But like, my point is like, go and care about what you're doing. Like you're getting paid and you're getting paid pretty good money, you know, show a little, and we pay good money to play too. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe show that you care. Um, but I, but in general, I think it's a problem. And I think this would like hurts these leagues and, and obviously BHE is the biggest league in Edmonton. Um, but yeah, it's not the, it's not the same that it was before. Like there's less and less teams playing, um, you know, so things aren't, uh, you know, especially when it comes to the summer, like the numbers from the summer, like down dramatically from like year to year. So, you know, and I think like situations like this kind of just ruin it for people. You start losing more and more people because your refs don't care. Right. And, you know, you're seeing like, I'm not going to compare BHG refs to the NBA refs because it's like, that's completely night and day, but like, look how many NBA players are speaking up of how bad the refereeing is in the NBA, man. Like you're seeing it a lot more now, you know, like we're slowly seeing it in the NHL. Um, but like the, the NBA is like, they're, they're straight up out there about how bad the refereeing is, you know, owners, players and, and everything. So, and I just think like in situations tonight where, you know, like the standard changes. So like, we interfere with a guy, but then when a guy interferes with us, it's not called and it's like blatant. And like, how do you call like an interference? That's kind of really not much of an interference. It wasn't like, like it, what, like I understand if there's an interference that changes the offensive look where it takes an offensive zone, 
like offensive play away, but like when it just happens, it happens because it happens so much out there. And it's like two minutes left in the game and you're down by one goal or you're tied. That's it's your season awful. and it's your yeah. season. Yeah. It's just like the, you know, obviously we've seen it too in the in the NFL, right? It was just like, you know, that that the Super Bowl was played in a great way. And then, you know, the conversation after the game is the refereeing, right? And it's just like like you didn't call that play at all throughout the whole game. There's probably 75 holds and or like, you know, there's tons of holds in the in the NFL in a game, but you know, you don't, you just choose to pick that one. And I just, just think tonight, it's just like these refs, like they're just, they're, it's bad, man. And it's uh kind of, we're just looking for some consistency, right? Yeah. Like just some consistent calls. If you're, you know, it's either a penalty or it's not like call it all game or don't call it at all. Yeah. And like, when you get a, when you get like Sam ref you or Jim ref you or guy ref you, you know what you're like, when you walk through that corridor and you come in and you see them on the floor, you know what kind of game you're getting that night. You're getting a cons- you're relieved. Yeah, you're consistent. You're getting a consistent game, and you know there's no like inconsistency. It's like this is the call. This is the way we're gonna call it. This is the way we're gonna say things are. But when you get like these other guys, like it's just kind of um, you know it's just kind of like a like I don't know, just like it's you just don't know what you're getting. And like when you're like that trailing official when you're going in the offensive zone and that official is like supposed to be in the play with you, but he's at center. It's like, no wonder he missed that goal. Cause like, why are you at center? Like you're supposed to be up on the play, you know? So I don't know, man. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a joke. And that's the biggest problem with that league. And, you know, until they fix it, I don't know, things ain't going to really change. And uh, they're just going to get the same kind of, unfortunate play as as you always do and you know you sit in there and it's just not us man there's a lot of other teams that feel the same way too and i know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that you know play in that league so it'll be interesting to see what kind of feedback there is if people hear this and you know if they feel the same way or if we're yeah. really out to lunch so as the as the bhe refs say boss go hurry up here let's go move yeah. it along hey yeah, move it along yeah 20 years play hockey. You never hear that. Right. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, um, yeah. So, you know, kind of some, uh, some stuff there. So I guess that's that, that's the season there. And then, yeah, we'll see what happens. Obviously uh, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to play in, in the summer season. So I'm kind of looking for, for a little bit of a break to be honest and enjoy summer. And I think that's another thing too. It's like, you know, there's so many other good things to do in the summertime, like playing ball hockey, just it's lost its luster. It used to be the thing to do in Edmonton for ball hockey in Edmonton, but it's just not there anymore. So um, there's just other, there's other more important and good things to do. So, but uh, you know, a lot of the beauties, a lot of the beauties in ball hockey though, are like getting older now and have kids and families yeah. too. Right. So, you know, and I know Gabe and Steve are trying and you know, they, but you know, it's even hurt too when Steve stopped refing too, right? But you know, he's trying everything he can to do the do what he can to make the league better. But uh, fortunately, I think this one's out of his control until you get refs that just actually care when they go there to collect their money. They actually care to uh, to rep, to do a good game. But uh, move on to some NHL stuff here. We won't be too long in this pod, but um, you know, kind of George Peros. There's not hasn't been too many suspensions this year. But uh, these last two kind of have raised some eyebrows. And when you got Mike Hoffman, you know, uh, going on his Instagram account and saying what he had said, uh, you know, that's kind of tough. Uh, 
you know, tough when he's, uh, you know, a player in the league and he's kind of questioning what's going on and the d- discipline and, you know, cross checks right to the, right to the blatant face, right to the jaw, um, you know, that can turn into concussions and, and more and further things and more damage to teeth and all that. I think that's a tough one, you know, um, for George Peros, but they're, you know, they're, the players are playing a lot better. There's only 18 suspensions this year to the last year. I think there was 36. So the calls in that situation are down, but, where are you at with these uh, calls? You know, obviously Mike Hoffman gets cross-checked by AJ Greer and then, you know, Josh Morrissey gets cross-checked by Blake Lazat and Greer and Lazat really only all they got was a one game suspension. Um, where do you stand on this, Phil? I think it's like pretty brutal, actually. Like cross-checking a guy in the face is just kind of like the lowest of low play you can do. Um to to target a guy like where he's like not protected and get him right in the face like that that's pretty that's pretty brutal um i was actually gonna ask you like what at what point in the games did this happen do you know possible off the top of your head they um they're kind of like mid-game stuff yeah they weren't really towards, yeah. towards the end but because yeah. like i i've heard like sometimes like the league will take that into consideration like if the guy got booted out of the game that kind of counts as a game right so yeah the, the more the, um, the lot on morrissey was I think second period. I actually think the other one was second period too. So, uh, but yeah, um, not a, not not good for sure. Yeah, like like Hoffman came out with his like statement there, and and I think he was just kind of pissed because like you know kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like consistency, right? Because mm-hmm. last year I believe he got a two game suspension for a cross check to the back of a guy's head, which it's no better in my opinion to to target a guy's head. Like you know you're you're literally like playing with somebody's. Uh, livelihood and their their life. If you're, you know, you hit a guy in the head the wrong way, you can do some like pretty good damage to him. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think they need to take a bit of a harder stance on those headshots and those uh, those dirty plays like that. But I don't know. One game sometimes it's like maybe maybe it can be worth it to some guys to, you know, go out to star players and start cross checking in the face. Hey, I'm only gonna get a one game suspension. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Whether it's an injury or not, like. You know, that's, uh, I think, you know, Hoffman took a couple of, a couple of stitches to the front and the back there. So in, oh, yeah, he looked pretty rough, man. That looked pretty rough. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, uh, I don't agree. And, you know, I think a lot of people now are finally starting to question, you know, a lot, a little bit more of what's going on with George Perils, but he's been in that position for a long time. And again, not an easy one, but, uh, not a, you know, the standard is definitely not the standard that you would think it should be at that level, especially with uh, cross checks, but the league's never really taken cross checks that seriously or hits from behind. Um, you know, yeah. really kind of been different on that. Um, you know, it's so, and it's been a, it's been, yeah, it's been a bit of a rough goal for those guys. Um, especially with some of these calls, but we'll, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's kind of not good that uh, you know, especially when you got players in the league speaking out on it, right? Well, what's the temperature around Mike Hoffman in the league these days? Because like his whole the whole drama when he was in Ottawa with Eric Carlson and all that stuff. I I think like to be honest with you, like, I think a, a lot of the players in the league, like you know, Eric Carlson's a classic, classy guy and uh, a really great guy, and all that stuff went on. Uh, I don't know, like maybe his reputation still like, you know, we hate this guy and I don't really care if I'm going to get suspended. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh very well could be it. I don't know. Like that thing kind of just was talked about and then it was, uh, 
it was kind of just ended ended out of nowhere, right? So there hasn't been um, there hasn't been a lot of play play to that, uh, you know. Or yeah, never was a revolt. Like I don't know if there was ever anything in the public eye. Obviously, yeah, they probably got settled in court, but yeah, I think just in the public eye, right. that, that case has kind of got settled, and you know, people just moved on. But uh, you know, there's been uh, been situations like that for sure that 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 doesn't you know sit well with. Uh, you know, with guys around the league, if they don't have a have that, but you know, he's been pretty good lately, um, and he hasn't been healthy a lot. But when he is healthy, is he's still a player for the Canadians? But hundred uh, percent. And it's and it's like you know, you think back to the the Troy Stetcher incident in Arizona with uh, Trevor Zegers, and you know, you know, sometimes he's like you know, these guys are human, and unfortunately, sometimes the wires cross. Yep. And you see it in every sport when the wires cross and guys just do stupid things. And, um, you know, whether your wires crossed, you don't even remember doing it. Like you still did it. You still need to be punished. The Too Much Podcast is presented by BioStill. Use promo code TooMuchPod25. That's TooMuchPod25, all capitals, to get 25% off your order at checkout when you go to BioStill.ca. Also, the Too Much Podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code TooMuchPod, all capitals, that's TooMuchPod, to get $20 off your purchase at checkout. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all teamwear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2 for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code two months at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just move on to our Edmonton Oilers report, uh, sponsored by our friends at Shadified Salon and Barbershop. Uh, thanks, uh, Shaddy and Mo, um, for, uh, making everyone look good. And they, uh, they, uh, obviously, uh, cut the hair for the, uh, for the Edmonton Oilers too. So, uh, doing a great job making the Oilers look fresh and, uh, or there's going a going a kind of a big road trip here. Uh, so obviously just two games back to back, then come back and play the Kings, and the Kings are absolutely pumping the St. Louis Blues as we speak right now. So the Kings are rolling in an in a, in a amazing way. Um, this team uh, is getting hot at the right time of the year. So this is not going to be a a fun one for a lot of people to watch. But uh, you know, yeah, was it? Yeah, the shots are uh, 16 to four. It's four, one, uh, four minutes left in the first, but, uh, the Oilers, uh, tough loss last night to the golden Knights. Would you, would you think of the, their play last night uh, against a good Vegas team with, uh, some injuries too, and just kind of trucking along and Vegas, just separating themselves from the Oilers too. Well, you know, at the end of the day, the Oilers still got a point, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where, uh, 
you know, as long as you're you're not moving backwards or staying stagnant, you're probably doing okay. Like the Golden Knights are a good team. Um, they're they're in first in the Pacific for a reason, and uh, the uh, you know, couple questionable plays on uh, on the Oilers' behalf, and you know, it you you start to wonder sometimes if uh, fatigue's playing a role on that team. What do you think, Bosco? For the Oilers, yeah, then they're going to have a tough yeah. one. They play Arizona, and then they play uh, in uh, in Vegas, and then they got a day off, and then they play the uh, the red hot LA Kings, who just scored another goal. So I think uh, you know so that's three that's three tough games. They've got the Kings. Games. They've got the Kings twice in the next four games here. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, that's a bit of a tough schedule because obviously you know we just saw the Coyotes tie the uh, the Avalanche tonight, and uh, you know they play hard and they play fast and they play tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think they'll do, uh, they'll do amazing. Um, you know, the Kings here, but yeah, I think maybe some fatigue is setting in and, you know, um, they've got away from the 11 and seven and it looks like, yeah, Joel Horford just got pulled. So, uh, and now Bennington comes in in a tough situation, but yeah, fatigue looks like it's there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Think that that'll be a that'll be a tough one for them. But uh, um, moving on, uh, move on to the Calgary Flames report, uh, sponsored by our friends at uh, Martelou Barbershop in Calgary. It was a big win against uh, the San Jose Sharks, Phil. Which you, would you thought? What was your thoughts of that game? And you know how well the you know they they played to start the game. Obviously, the Sharks came kind of got came back, made it three two them, but uh, just finished off strong. Yeah, absolutely. The it 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 really did show a bit of character. Like I know it's the San Jose Sharks, and uh, they're not the the strongest team out there. But you know what? They gave the Oilers a good challenge when they played the Oilers in Edmonton last week, and you know what? They gave the Flames a good challenge yesterday too. Um, but uh, really, really, really nice to see the the Flames show a bit of heart yesterday and come back in that game and. Um, kind of take take control back after maybe losing control there in the second period uh going down in the second period uh Walker Dewar you know not many people uh listening might know who that is but that kid came to play yesterday and I I I feel like that kid showed a lot of heart yesterday and and really um took that team on his back and and went to battle uh, what do you think, Bosco? Yeah, yeah. He's obviously you can you can hear and see what uh, you know. Obviously, Greg Millen on the broadcast, how much he likes him. Uh, you know, Kelly Rudy too, and uh, Rick Ball. Um, he's definitely a game changer for them for their uh, for their speed on that line. And you know, I think uh, I think going forward, it you know, it'll be not, it'll be interesting what they do because obviously they signed a big player today. Um, and who was that they signed today, Phil? We actually inked Matt Coronado. Uh, I think I, I brought his name up a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, unsure what was going to happen. Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts last night said the Calgary Flames had sent Bradtree Living to uh, put the, full did he say, press. full court press yes. on Matt Coronado. And obviously it worked out. So, you know, it's given, it, it brings back like a lot of Johnny Gaudreau memories when, uh, when Gaudreau, 
uh, obviously playing for Boston College. They sent Craig Conroy to go sign Johnny Gaudreau. And uh, I remember sitting there being like, please just sign, please just sign. Because uh, we all know what happened with Adam Fox. Maybe you can refresh the Mutz fans' memories of what happened with Adam Fox, Bosco. Yeah, yeah like obviously the Flames know how to draft and they know how to develop. Um, you know, their American Hockey League team shows it. And, uh, you know, they obviously Fox was a guy that they targeted and, you know, he chose the right not to sign there. And he, you know, as a college player, you have those rights, you can do that. But it was not the same case for Matt here. And that was big signing. And I think Ryan Pike is right on Twitter. Ryan said that he probably will play. I tell, you know, the, the game against, um, you know, the, 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 Anaheim Ducks, sorry, um, against uh, the Ducks on a week from tonight, actually. So he'll probably just practice with the team for a week. And the Flames have two games in that stretch uh, up until then. They play the Kings and then they play the uh, Canucks. So you probably won't see him in any of those games, but, uh, you know, we'll see where things are at. And, you know, they're still in the mix. The Flames are still got a chance. The Jets lost and uh, the Preds lost this weekend. So back-to-back games. And so those games in hand that they had uh, didn't really work out. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the Flames are made of here. What do you think about the Flames going down the stretch here? Well, that's the thing. We still need to get a, a lot of help on the out-of-town scoreboard. It just kind of seems like whenever the Flames lose, the the Jets and the Panthers, or sorry, not the Panthers, the Predators uh, win. And, you know, sometimes, and then like you get yesterday, the Flames win and both those teams lose. And then, you know, your beloved Toronto Maple Leafs did me another huge solid today by beating the Nashville Predators. Uh, how'd, the, how'd the Predators look in that game today, Bosco? Uh, they, I didn't watch it because we were at our hockey game, but yeah, apparently they came out strong and, and then, uh, they obviously at least just kind of took over and then it was two nothing Toronto and then the Preds scored. And then I think Sheldon Keith is the best in-game adjustment head coach in the NHL right now. Um, you know, experience has given him that opportunity to be that like, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, he wasn't that guy, but I definitely think this year he's the best because, you know, it's, uh, yeah, they're up to nothing and then they allow one. It's it's two one and he takes a timeout and that timeout was kind of their, you know, it was a sports net broadcast. So I guess it was kind of their sports net turnaround. I obviously TSN has the TSN turning point, but I think that uh, sports net turnaround or whatever you want to call it for sports net theme, that was kind of their uh situation there. And you know, he's done real he's done well and you know, as a backup goaltender coming in again and playing good. That's good. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, going back to the flames here, I think on Tuesday night against the Kings is uh, it's going to really show you what this team is. Yeah. Um, That's going to be a tough task. They, they kind of got a bare bum spanking the other, the other night against the Kings. So uh, if there's no emotion in that game in the first period for the flames, I think that's curtains. I think that's the season. I think that's it. Um. As a as a Flames fan, you want to see some emotion. Uh, you want to see some uh, a little bit of jump right off the bat there, and hopefully um, we can pull out a win against the Kings because that is basically it for your tough games for this season. Uh, after that, you got the Duck, the Canucks, the Ducks, the Blackhawks, the Jets head to head against the Jets. That's a huge game. Yeah. Uh, back in Vancouver, Nashville, San Jose. So in the next, if for the for the rest of the stretch here, you've got two teams in the playoffs. Uh, one of them being the Jets. 
who by that point could be out uh, being replaced by either Nashville or Calgary, depending on, on, on how it all goes, how they keep playing. But, you know, you still got games against predators. You still got games against the jets. So uh, this flames fan is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to actually admit that it's over. Um, I don't think it is. So because there is a chance still there, there certainly is a chance. And, and and you can see those head-to-head games there in the schedule. You can see uh, teams like the Ducks and the Blackhawks. But, you know, at the same time, the Flames have lost all these teams too this season, right? So Yeah. I think just take it one game at a time and that's it. You know, really, it's not much else they can do. Um, you know, they're going to need some saves. And, you know, I just found it interesting. Elliot Freeman talked about it on his podcast. He thinks Dustin Wolf might get an opportunity here. Um, and then he definitely thinks Dustin Wolf won't be with the uh, Wranglers next year. So he's going to be a full time NHLer. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't know how that's going to who, who Who gets pushed out because Vladar just signed, right? So, yeah. But uh, is there a trade in the offseason? Or is there a buyout, too? Was or a buyout? It? Yeah. And it's going to be pretty hard to trade Markstrom con- contract if uh, that is the route that they try to go down. But is there a buyout there? If, I don't know what that buyout looks like. They don't have a lot of cap space next year either. The Flames, you know, the Lucha's money comes off, but you know, all that money Uber comes, on. comes on. Uyghurs comes on. Yeah. So they don't really have like it's the following year where they have a lot of money. Um, you know, so I wonder what their their plan of attack. I wonder if they just go, you know. They just they give next year a lot of opportunities to some of the younger players because I think Matthew yeah. Phillips I, don't, I think Matthew Phillips is a Group Six free agent and then he won't be back, um, so they'll lose him. But he's kind of one. Yeah, of and he needs to go somewhere. He needs to go somewhere. He's going to get some playing time, right? He needs to like he's obviously he can master the AHL level. It's just he's not getting the opportunity at the NHL level. So maybe he goes to an Arizona. It's just tough because he's a local kid too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh that is a tough one. But um yeah, I don't know, we'll uh, we'll see it happen there and yeah, the big big lease win and Austin Matthews looks like he is back. Um you know, I know earlier you were saying he was talking about, you know, taking less uh less goals and you know, wanting to be more of a better playoff player and that's the where his success is going to be li- lied to. So uh we'll see what happens, man. That's uh, will be uh Fun ride to the end of the the regular season here. There's still some uh, some ans- some questions to be answered and where people fit and you know um, what teams are going to slot where. But uh, we'll uh, we'll wait and see on that approach. We interrupt the Too Much podcast to bring you some breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new. Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a fresh shave to a beard trim, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code 2MUTS for 20% off and free shipping. Listen, I'm a real lazy guy. I hate shaving every day. Ask my wife. I leave thousands and thousands of little stubble in the sink. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. 
Say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming does not need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can please your wife and shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. This kit does not end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, beard shampoo and conditioner, then beard oil, and finally, beard balm. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code 2MUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 2MUTS. Manscaped, beard hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. The Two Mutts Podcast is brought to you by Free Bars, and Free Bars are arguably the best tasting energy bar. You might have heard Free Bars on the podcast before, and maybe you've tried them at Edmonton's most popular farmers markets. Free Bars focus on three main things for their bars. One, Free Bars are free of priority allergens, including peanuts, nuts, dairy, eggs, gluten, and soy. Second, Free Bars taste great. I was talking to Luke, the man behind Free Bars, and the comments they get while sampling is always positive. Everyone loves how they taste. Three, they are full of healthy and whole ingredients, nothing artificial and no preservatives. Free Bars are made right here in Edmonton, and they are quickly popping up in stores around the city. Free Bars use a mixture of hemp hearts, honey, and gluten-free oats as their base. And then there are the three flavors— chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, and the popular coconut. Free Bar's list of ingredients is short. Like in the coconut, there's just hemp hearts, honey, gluten-free oats, shredded coconut, and coconut oil. That's it. As school gets back into the swing of things and hockey season starts, parents and kids are bringing Free Bar's to the rink as a healthy, delicious snack. Want to try? Listeners of this podcast will get 20% off with the promo code 2MUTS. That's one word, 2MUTS, and the discount will be applied at checkout. Learn more about Free Bars by visiting us at Strathcona's Farmer's Market, Bountiful Farmer's Market, and St. Albert Farmer's Market, or online at freebars.ca. Want to pick it up at the store? Check out freebars.ca for a full list of our realtors. Don't forget the promo code two months and have arguably the best tasting energy bar today. That's free bars. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of add? We just kind of want to do something short this week. We got uh, Craig button coming on later in the week. So if anyone uh, that's listening to this and has any questions for Craig, send us uh, your questions through Twitter or Instagram or, uh, 
or uh, Facebook. Um, if you guys have any fan questions you guys want to ask Craig Button, we'll uh, we'll definitely get to those. But uh, anything you want to add? Um, I know there's some some news. No, you just kind of you just kind of brushed over the Leafs there, and you know I was just I know we were chatting the other day about the Leafs, and is it looking like Tampa Bay in the first round for them? Yeah, it's that that's been locked for three months. Yeah. Yeah. So the, is it? Yeah, yeah. For three months, it's been long. well, probably since the start of the season. So just the way the Gary yeah. Gary likes his uh, playoff seasons to work, um, but uh, which is not how is that fun when you already know the team you're playing for a while. But yeah, Tampa Bay. I think they've lost four or five in a row, so they're back to their like tough stretch here. But I just think they're just let's just let's just get into the playoffs and we'll just we'll we'll do our thing and. You know, I don't. They've remember. played a lot of hockey in the last three seasons, though, right? Yeah, like you know, the Leafs will finish. I think they're seven points up now on them, um, and I think they're tied with even amount of games now, or maybe the Leafs actually have still one game in hand. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be a matchup. The Leafs will get home ice, and you know, it's we'll see if the big four for the Leafs can get her done because that's where everything's going to be uh, lied down to, and that's where you know, like. Tonight was a big game. If they can get past, if they can get past the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and uh, if if they get going, like look at some of the names on that team. You know, like Marner, Matthews, O'Reilly, Nylander. It's like, yeah, yeah Nylander. Yeah. They, like, just, again, though, it's like the only question is is goaltending, right? Yeah. Well, Samsonov is a goalie, right? That that's who will win. Like, yeah. I don't like. To be honest, like I don't know, Joseph Walls looked pretty good, but he's still very young. But you know, he might even be somewhat ahead of Matt Murray. But I think the Leafs want Matt Murray to be the goaltender to start Game One. But uh, Samsonov's record just shows that it's way better. And um, yeah, go home to get some rest here. They've just finished their road trip, and you know they dominated the Carolina Hurricanes, but Matt Murray just couldn't give him a save. And um, you know, that was the difference maker there. You had a goaltender on the other side that could was making those saves and you know, the Leafs were the Leafs were rolling. But uh yeah, so I think we'll uh we'll kind of finish up on that where uh you know we have some 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 pretty cool news to uh to break here. We're gonna have a good friend of ours uh, joining us on our next episode. So uh so we'll break in news to that or uh good friend Andrew Ginther, um, who you know uh very well, Phil, and and I know from the ball hockey circuit as well. But uh, you know, he, he's kind of the the brains behind uh, you know, a lot of great things here in the in the local market and great athlete and former U of A Golden Bear. So um um, you know, this guy uh, you know, his resume football though, foot football player. Well, yeah, yeah. I think people that know will know that. So, but uh, obviously, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I guess you do want to say, yeah, it's football for sure. But you know, still part of the Golden Bear family, and um, yeah, we'll see see kind of what happens on that. Uh, you know, as some uh, and we have some other breaking news that uh, we'll we'll make uh, probably this week, I think, actually. So, uh, but yeah, I think some people that know. No, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But have yeah, some exciting news for the podcast, and uh, you know we got picked up by a big network, so we're looking forward to that. So we'll uh, we'll wait until all the news breaks for you guys to kind of figure out who that is. We'll just leave it there. We'll leave a little nugget right there. So, but uh, yeah, so we're, uh, yeah, it's exciting, buddy. It's yeah. exciting, yeah. and you know this has been your baby for a few years now, Bosco. So it's 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 really huge for you. So. We're all, we're all really proud of where this thing has come. So 
Yeah. So it's a, a five year journey to this road and definitely, uh, definitely excited for sure. And we'll have some more, um, some more time on that later in the week, but, uh, Phil, um, you enjoy uh, the next few days here. We'll chat on Wednesday when we got Craig button on and, uh, look for, we look forward to having that interview out on, uh, on Thursday for everyone. But yeah, if you guys got any questions for, uh, for a good old Craig button, just let us know, send them in. We'll, uh, we'll get to them. And, uh, without further ado, that is it for this week's episode. We will chat with you guys later in the week.